One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Well, I'm not even going to do an introduction because I don't care. I'm looking at Jules Gill. I'm talking about the podcast. We are starting the podcast. My voice is shot because I've done nothing but talk to Jules Gill for the last 48 hours. Jules Gill, how are you doing? Oh, me meow. It is good oh, to me, be oh, my. back, my friend, because uh, yes, I'm back up in Newcastle. We've been shooting a lot of content together. It has been <laughs> the first time that we've seen each other in person for about over two years. It has been a long <laughs> stint, uh, but uh, unfortunately, I won't be staying for that long, but no. I'm going back down south again, but I am so glad that we get to not only film this but also all the other pieces of content my mind went to um, we did eat some pies together but that does sound quite sexual but it's nothing <laughs> wrong with a bit of the old sexual times near a Christmas we did go for a lovely meal together a lovely bit of booze together it was a lovely oh, time was good times I feel like the because um, we're on the what second day of the booze and no sleep uh, diet <laughs> and uh, can I honestly say not losing weight definitely losing a lot no, of no definitely uh, just only fortitude only <laughs> losing energy but yeah. we thought we'd do whilst we have the time we'll do an in-person Untitled Banner podcast yes. and I've rounded up um, a whole bunch of different questions I didn't even say Say my name. I'm Scott Taylor. This is the Untitled Planet Podcast. And I'm Jules Gill. Yes. The UBP, UBP, UBP. UBP. This might be the only time that it's remotely in sync. And we were still out of sync. <laughs> <laughs> because Zoom always makes it out of sync. Now, I must apologize for my croaky voice. Like I said, I've just talked too much. Um, it's a bit of a thing. But did put the, tw- uh, the tweet out, ask for people's different thoughts, questions, whatever they'd like us to talk about. Um, and the opening question is literally from Travis Webb saying, what is the favorite thing about your new offices? And also from Mr. Happy, what was it like greeting everyone for the first time? time in person in the studio oh man i thought in my mind hugged like, a lot yeah you know when you have that like a uh, build up you think that there's like a, uh, a moment of expectation when mm. you think to yourself like oh I, I it's gonna have to be a certain way to be perfect in my mind of building up and building up it might not live up to that oh no, no, no there's a bit of stress <laughs> comes with it. but walking in there felt like uh, i had not missed a beat with any single person in that room mm. it felt like we picked stuff up exactly where we left it off and i was like well there we go that is the testament to how good our friendships are as well as just being great colleagues like it's it's so good to be back and see everyone mm. and it was quite emotional like uh, uh, having uh, raising a glass of like whatever beer was flowing at that <laughs> point last night and just being like listen lads we all made it here we go hello it's uh, oh, yeah I went to pick Jules up from the train station initially and I, I walked up the street and I was like I saw his little bald head, head up the road yeah. I knew it was him and uh, walked we, almost, we should have we should have filmed it slow motion style yeah like but Baywatch was, running towards yeah, each yeah. other but it was slow motion <laughs> in my mind uh, love your big hug um, but yeah it's been a great time in terms of the favourite thing about the offices probably just being able to see people to be honest yeah. being in sync good recording quality and not much echo I have to say as well like uh, the sets themselves were so impressive we've been shooting a lot of um, uh, sort of stuff uh, that's like semi talked about but I I saw Josh put on his Instagram, but I mean, good luck guessing what we've been doing if yeah, you've only seen yeah. the studio photo. We, we've been making a lot of like uh, bespoke uh, videos, is what we should probably yes. say. Um, we'll and find out very like soon. the quality of the new camera equipment that we've got, the quality of the new re- recording equipment, it's just leagues beyond where we are. And mm-hmm. looking at the gaming set that was being built, it has like its own like 
background, it has all this like beautiful lighting to it. And I'm like, this is what I feel like the next step up for this company is. And Funnily I enough, cool. I think they might see the gaming studio if your particular video that we shot this morning goes out. It will, it yeah. Might so go so out. Uh, check out Choose Your Own we'll Adventure see. next Tuesday because uh, it will be yeah. it's shot in the brand new studio. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, we got a ton of stuff coming. I don't know exactly when everything's coming out, but it'll probably mm-hmm. be trickled out across the rest of this year. Um, but in terms of like big overall stuff for the new place, it'll be 2022. Yeah. But we've got a little sample of it. We've got a lovely little sample mm-hmm. of it um, the last few days. Um, next question from Kyle Richard, let me start off by saying that I was right in I in terms of me. Scott Wait, was what? right. Why? Because Immortals Phoenix Rising is amazing. Thank you for this <laughs> recommendation. Like, that makes six of us that know the truth that Immortals Phoenix Rising uh, is great. Question. Rumor has it that Xbox backwards compatibility is returning. What hidden gems would you like to see announced? I have one game and one game. Wait, so are we allowed to just take anything that was on the original Xbox or the Xbox 360 yep. specifically? Yes, because they had, a, they had a big old program where they added quite a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and, uh, and not the game I'm, I'm about to mention. But then they said that the backwards compatibility program was shutting, so they were like, that's all you're getting kind of thing. Okay. But there are a lot of games on there, like props to them for doing it. But there did, are some obvious ones not on there. Did the Xbox, I'm pretty sure it was an Xbox exclusive, did mm. the Xbox game Brute Force ever make their way there? Ooh! Because uh, that is a lovely 3D action adventure game where yes. you control a bunch of mercenaries. And my favourite character was the little green frog the little, dog. little green lizard man. Yeah, he was yeah. brilliant. Because of the Lenny the lizard. He basically was just like had a special move that just made him go berserk and he would just <laughs> run on all fours into people and just absolutely annihilate. Is it the original rage mode? Yeah, I, I love Brute Force. Yeah. Actually, I, that was my first, one of my first Xbox games. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's too. on the back the Going back with compatibility list, but my thing is two words and one number, Max Payne 3. Oh, of Where course, of course. In the world is Max Payne 3. It's yeah. not Remedy's not talking about it, Rockstar's not talking about it. It's not anywhere. And I don't I wonder if it's a music rights thing, because that yeah. whole soundtrack was done by um that is like one artist with one name, and I forget the name now. Okay. Hyper or something. I forget yeah. what the name is. Human, maybe they're called. So begin with H. Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Yeah. And they, <laughs> I don't know if they get the rights again. Um, but that game's not popped up on anything. If you want to play it, you've got to get the mm-hmm. original systems, and it sucks. So for me, it'll be Max Payne 3 like with a bullet mm-hmm. um, but there's not that many obvious ones maybe the, the old Def Jam games which also be a big licensed thing yeah again it's down to like New York because it's something. the likenesses as well as mm. the music rights for that one mm. um, like it's hard to pick out the original Xbox lineup because it's been so long now it's hard to, <laughs> it's, I'm struggling to think what was like Xbox exclusives I mean we actually did uh, part of a video yesterday where we named a few of them like yeah they're fables and the other ones mm. that were Xbox things so maybe they'd be nice to play again but I'm pretty sure you already can yeah, yeah I think you can do the fable stuff it's um, yeah for me it is those obscure ones it is the one-offs but it is stuff like Def Jam or Freak Style things that we've mentioned before um, like the old SSX SSX Tricky like stuff like that yeah we'd love to be back but um, it's all licensing stuff because they added SSX 3 but it's just like yeah I don't know if they have to go back and renew the licenses but mm. either way they feel like like gaping holes in that library yeah. um, like I would love to take the old Def Jam games Vendetta and Fight for New York but not Icon we're fine yeah, without you can Def Jam Icon Icon <laughs> Icon was a pie in the pants for that series it was not a good time next question by Matthias Grimm will Epic ever allow their developers to make any Anything other than Fortnite. I get that they're making bank, but someone in that company has to have ideas for an original IP. Also, love you all. Stay safe. Cheers. Oh, cheers. Cheers to you, my friend. This is the problem. You kind of like hit the nail on the head with the Mm. fact that they are making so much money that they don't need to push themselves. It's it's a bit of a GTA Online thing. It's a problem in the sense that you're putting a lot of eggs into baskets, and obviously, if it ever like the bubble bursts, Mm. then you are completely left 
totally adrift. So they should, in theory, be putting stuff out into independent games, be funding stuff. What they really should be doing, any big company like this, like the Rockstars, like the uh, the Epic Games, mm-hmm. is that they should be taking uh, the money that they get returns, investing it into smaller studios to build umbrella networks yep. of games that are still under their banner, but still have tons and tons of like uh, individuality and are completely separate from the main Fortnite experience. And it's like, well, yeah, like what's going to be the next Fortnite? I mean, I, th- yeah. I remember seeing there was a thing, I think it was across last year, that like Fortnite's numbers dipped considerably for the first time since like 2017. Yeah. It was this big downward swing. It was, oh my God, is this the end of Fortnite? And like, there's a headline that does the rounds like that every few months. But at some point, it, I mean, maybe it'll be a lifetime franchise. Maybe it is literally mm-hmm. that big. Um, like Minecraft is digital Lego ostensibly. Yeah. So it's like yeah, you can yeah. see the future of that. But Fortnite, you know, it, it is very much tied to the Battle Royale stuff. They've already started doing different modes and ways to play it. And I'm just like, as you know, I don't see Fortnite being here or at least being the same thing in let's say 10 years. No, I'd be I'd, amazed if it is. Yeah, I think that if it does exist, then it would actually be kind of like viewed as like a relic. Like they mm. just refuse to I change. We all played Fortnite. Yeah, like it'll be like it will be something that everyone Club goes Penguin. into and then jumps out of, sort of yeah. thing. Like it'll still have a player base, but it will like hit an age cap mm. and then people will just bounce off it. It might end up being a bit like Pokemon Go, where it was like because I, I still play Pokemon Go, I'm still that crazy person. <laughs> Me and James Dow's flying the Pokemon Go flag, but most people dropped off after that initial mainstream yes. burst thing, and so I wonder if it's gonna uh, go that way. But yeah, I mean, like you know, Epic helped bring us Gears of War. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they did have these other seismic franchises that were a big old deal. So, uh, yeah, I would hope so, that at some point they let creatives be creative again. It makes no sense for them not to, uh, <laughs> no. but just for their own sakes. Like I say, if they keep going down this road, they mine it until the well's mm. dry and there's nothing there to go for. Which they is always what the number crunchers want. It's just sort of like, can we just, can we mine the living hell out of this and get yeah. the money out? Yeah. Or keep getting more money out. Um, next question from Nod Dog, who says, UBP, hey, Ledgers, hope the reunion was good. It was. It was. I'm wondering what to play right now to scratch the first person shooter itch that isn't a game associated with Battle Royales. I grew up with Modern Warfare 1, 2 and Halo 3 multiplayer and I need something like that again. These mainstream titles feel overdone. Anything simpler? Anything, I mean, are you looking for like uh, new titles or are you looking for retro titles that you go back to? Because this is a gr- there's a great deal of old school first person shooters that might scratch the itch. Like, obviously, I'd recommend Time Splitters Future Perfect. It's oh. just a lovely story based one or Time Splitters 2 if you're yes. just into the arcade shooting stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a uh, Haze for the PS3 if you want something slightly different. It's a bit, <laughs> a bit rough around the edges, but the idea is pretty yeah, good. Yeah, the cool in visual thing. Mine's always going to be Titanfall 2. I just feel like, oh, I mean, you can play Titanfall 1, but it's all multiplayer only. I totally back yeah, Titanfall 2 because yeah. of it story is absolutely phenomenal. Mm. I'd also suggest that maybe you take your first-person shooter perspective stuff and mm. try it in a slightly different thing and play some Star Wars uh, squadrons because I know that that is not a first-person shooter in the sense, mm. but you are piloting a ship from a first-person perspective, mm-hmm. and the 3D aerial combat there is amazing. Also, it looks gorgeous as well. There is a game that I don't know if it is out just yet, but I did play a demo with you a long time <gasps> ago. Do you remember the one where you were set on the space station and you were floating around as astronauts and shooting each other in a cool Duty style game. <laughs> it's, no, seriously, this I, I can't remember what this no. game is called. Like, keep vamping. I will. I will. Uh, I'll look it up because I, I think that it actually is a fairly uh, decent game. I, but I'm just going to double down on Titanfall 2 for a bit because that game, considering that it was the ex Call of Duty people who just generated a whole new IP, Titanfall never ever got the love that it deserves. And there was a whole thing about whether or not they'd ever be able to do a Titanfall 3, considering two sales were so bad. Um, but then they ended up doing Apex Legends. Like Respawn is still very much going strong, but Titanfall 2 
just seek out that game. That game is gorgeous. Um, had a bit of a boost when it, they put it on Game Pass, um, and it managed to get a bit more of a fandom over on Xbox, mm-hmm. but it just deserves to be up there with the Halos, with the Modern Warfares. I'm really annoyed in the fact that, uh, because if you type in the words Call of Duty in space game, it just comes <laughs> up with Call of Duty Infinite Warfare because that Call had a space section. Space. But, I, but I trust you. trust me, there is a game out there that actually is... Uh, it's like you're set on uh, like the IASS and you are you've got like little rigs and you're in the, the classic sort of space suit and it's got little jetpacks that uh-huh. have a certain like uh, stamina system when you get hit you can be pushed off because of the way that the bullets hitting you with like gravity effects like push you away and so sounds really stuff. good but it's, I cannot think of that it's game it's a really good game and I am really <laughs> annoyed that I cannot uh, remember the name it is hopefully we'll, fi- we'll find out what it is before I, I put this live and I'll, I'll put it in the podcast notes yeah, I'll put I, it in the if, I'll keep searching as we're talking and hopefully I'll find it, we'll it's, know, um, but yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, those that old school stuff, if you miss Halo 3, that is directly what Halo Infinite is trying to channel. And, like, the, um, the Halo Infinite flight stuff, uh, that reminded me of old school Halo in a way that other Halos haven't for over a decade. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you're kind of just wanting something to feel like that, uh, maybe wait for Halo Infinite, and hopefully that'll be um, similar. Um, in a first-person shooter space, though, I will always shout out Superhot. Because yeah, it's the yeah. most original first-person shooter um, in a long time. I know that there's a whole in-joke with the community about that, which you'll see if you play the story. Um, but that whole game is time only moves when you do. You can dodge bullets. You can um, do kind of like a, a super Matrix-y style combination Grabbing of moves. guns, dodging bullets, yeah, like like, cutting them in half with katanas. Yes, like, yeah. and it's just like throwing a gun at a guy and then like teleporting across and becoming that person, catching yeah. your own gun and shooting the person next to them. It's um, it's a really, really sweet game. And I don't the fact you can play it in VR as well. Yes, Oh, yeah, Super Hot VR is great, too. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, that game's got a really cool story. Big old comment on getting lost in games and, Mm -hmm. like, how much of yourself still exists if all you're doing is playing a game. Um, It's really cool. Next question from Dylan. If you are a henchman for any villain, who would you be a henchman for? Um, See, the thing is that you run a bit of a risky rope with this. Uh, (laughs) If you choose the likes of, say, like, Handsome Jack or Vass from uh, Far Cry... You're going to die. Well, you you are going to die, and also they are despicable human beings. Mm. They might be charismatic because they fulfil that thing of they're entertaining to watch, but imagine working underneath <laughs> those people like they're absolute maniacs you'd be the person to the left at the, during the opening monologue where they just they have to show you that they mean business so they yeah. have to turn to the side yeah. and take out their le- the person in command word of advice if, any, if ever it comes up on henchman like 101 just, like, just like, <laughs> don't stand to the left or right immediately of the big boss because you will get stabbed someone shot. should do a game or even a movie about henchmen just call mm. it henchmen or call it like working joes or whatever yeah. it is yeah. and just cover that of just sort of like oh is your health insurance covering this because I just saw the other guy just got toasted and yeah. I don't even know if I can make it out alive like take the austin powers style cutaway and make a whole movie about that i don't i can't think of any henchmen that i want to be a part of on the side of evil because you, usually they get treated like absolute crap as i well, like. think working for bowser would be all right you reckon so yeah because i mean he's like all, all, there's all the little couplings that he sort of like you know i mean they're all, they're all his kids yes, but like but yeah. he he doesn't he never wipes out one of his own like mm-hmm. he always sort of takes care of you you got nice little you got little vehicles to travel around in you got the castle to live in um he's like you know he's a very easy job station somewhere watch out for mario you will get killed mm-hmm. but you will also get brought back in an endless amount of sequels so i yeah. I, I wouldn't mind being a henchman for one of the, like the dark souls bosses because of the <laughs> fact that that would allow me to just grief other players and just be like yeah i got you and every time that they rest at the bonfire i'd come back alive again and be like yeah <laughs> you want some just of that, be the, the smile to someone else's I'd, I'd be the uh, the wheel skeletons from dark souls one just going along <laughs> like, yo 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 just that would get you home very quickly. Maybe yeah. a whole fleet of, uh, <laughs> of rolling skeletons. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. Um, next question from PG Quips. Hogs of War. That's it. That's the tweet. Okay. That's right. the question let's, and the answer. Let's talk about Hogs of War. Let's get Alpha real kids. Let's sit down in front of the campfire because old Uncle Jules <laughs> is going to tell you a story. Now, Hogs of War 
We've got to separate the art from the artist. It was a right beautiful now. time back then. You got to go. You got to play that game because yeah. it is it is a very fun 3D sort of worms like experience. But even it's though not it's aged very well. even though it's got the voice of Rick Mail doing mm. that, and he's a very funny man. I don't think that his impersonations of other races is a good thing. No, I not in the modern day. I was like, it, I went back and I was genuinely shocked. I was like, I don't <laughs> remember this being as so uh, politically incorrect as it is oh, now. God. And it's like. You can appreciate certain things from a certain perspective, but no, this can't exist. No, no this can't. Like you can't. It's very. Um, if, if, it, if it ever got remastered, it would have to be completely different. You couldn't even do like. You would have to take away the different countries if you were going to do like impersonations and accents so or hire people in and had them written in a um, almost like non uh, stereotypical way, which yeah. it kind of counters the point of it trying to be comedy. It's, it, you wouldn't be. Able I to don't make think it. you could you do just, it. You just I, couldn't I, make it. I don't know how you would do it unless you got people from those specific countries, those specific ethnicities. And do that agreed to do it and be that like agreed to do it, but then they would have to sign off on jokes that they know yeah, will it's a, work. Yeah, it's a slippery slope. Point being, it's very much of its time. We loved it at the time, but if you want a, a marker of how far along we've come, yeah, watch any box yeah. of war and know that that was hilarious back then. But it's not, it's not the best. So, now. so our response to that is hogs of war, yay, but not today. <laughs> yay, that's and the nay. tweet. Yes, that, <laughs> that's the response. Um, next question from Willie Araya. First, glad you guys got back together hope the wait was worth it it was mm-hmm. second a question about music in games when you think of the best soundtracks in games do you do the original soundtracks or go to licensed music which one is better see I personally don't uh, I, I rate it when you use a great song really well within a video mm. game like a lot of people would say that some of the uh, Grand Theft Auto like Vice City has yeah. one of the best soundtracks we even said that oh totally yeah, but yeah. that itself is just a product of the 80s that was just mm. cherry picking of the best bits of that time period mm-hmm. so I'm I actually prefer when there's an original score completely composed for the game itself that is uh, within that world because I feel like while you do get a connection to something if it is in your real world and it applies to the game in that sense there's nothing better than hearing a striking theme that maybe comes back and grows in different ways and changes by the end of the game mm-hmm. that reflects your own journey through it. Like, um, it really annoys me. I can't remember what... Uh, this, it's a film, mm. not a... Um, it's Actually, it's an anime, it might be. There's like somebody's theme song plays mm. at the moment that... Oh, it's it's Piccolo's th- theme from Dragon Ball. Okay. This is my... Uh, bear with me. I'm going on a bit of tangent here. <laughs> Um, he what, travelled for six hours. He's, he's well, getting through it. What happens is, is that it has like a specific sting when it's um, King Piccolo, and yeah. then when Piccolo Junior comes back in the later season, he has the same theme but twisted to reflect oh. his personality has changed, like being that. this different being. Uh-huh. And that can be applied to video games as well. Mm. You see it in like the way that they come back and change uh, themes and yeah, yeah, like of like light motifs. Yeah, that's it's, it. um, I like that a lot more because you yeah, tie yeah. directly to your game. No, absolutely. Like I like I like a good collection of songs, but I think that. Overall, like I, yeah, if I'm gonna pick one of the two, if I'm gonna pick something that's gonna remind me of that game, like Doom's mm-hmm. soundtrack is incredible. I don't think Doom would have landed in the same way if it wasn't a Mick Gordon original. If it yeah. was just a bunch of metal songs, like yeah. you know, the new Guardians game is brilliant and like like a brilliant. It plays really well, and the soundtrack is very Vice City style. Mm-hmm. But it's also there is original music in there too. But you are very aware of like the almost the intertextuality of like I'm loving this because I love the song. Yeah, and like some it's being aware of that. Um, and like I love the Hades soundtrack. Like that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Dustin. 
I can't think of the dude's name now, the composer, Darren Corb, yeah. um, is an incredible composer. All his soundtracks for Pyre, Transistor, Bastion, Bastion yeah. um, they're all great. And so, yeah, for me, if I'm going to put some video game music on, um, it should remind me of the game itself. Like the Halo soundtracks yeah. I've been revisiting recently, uh, Marty O'Donnell's old stuff on Halo 2 is like gorgeous. There's, uh, you can argue as well that sometimes the soundtrack helps push the game into a level of popularity mm. that doesn't uh, might not be able to reach. Like I know that Undertale is pretty much everywhere you look and people mm. have discussed it. I do love Undertale's music too. But the music from that, the Toby Fox absolutely smashed it out of the park. Yeah. With that yeah. one to the point where what is the song that everyone says? Is it, is it Megalovania? Is Megalovania one? is the one that Kenny Omega used in the wrestling. The one that's like everyone knows that theme oh. because of the fact that it's been everywhere. It's like on every like downloadable music rhythm mm-hmm. game and stuff like that. And it is a banger. You can't <laughs> deny it. And I hope that I think that that helped uh, people attach it to Undertale. Mm. Was like I've never heard this. Well, I mean, before. even I, I'm, I'm a man who collects synthwave remixes of stuff. Yes, and you so do. I, uh, there's, a, there's some lovely synthwave remixes of Star Fox's theme of loads of Zelda music. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to go out there, if you like the synthwave stuff or synth-based music, check out a. There's various ones, but you'll find them synthwave versions of the of the Fairy Fountain music. Yeah. Um, that thing is really really cool. But um, yeah, it has to be something that connotes the like you know if I just play a song from the 80s, it might remind you of Vice City. And it's, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, there's like three or four songs that are literally in Vice City. Mm-hmm. Um, and that made me think of Vice City more than Guardians, but it's just like, it's a level of ownership, I guess, of those songs. Like you said, how they're used mm-hmm. um, in the games themselves. Next question from Matthew McGowan. My favorite part of the pod is when Jules is reminded of a game he hasn't thought about in years. <laughs> so here are some that I haven't heard you guys mention very much. The Haunting, Bushido Blade, Jet oh, Moto, Fighting Force, MDK, Rogue Trip, Voodoo Vince, Brute Force, and Fusion Frenzy. Oh my God, let's... <laughs> let's, just, let's just dissect these, man. Right, so Fusion Frenzy is that? Yep. That's the arcade style game where you're yes. in the balls. Which, and you're funnily like, enough, like... is on Xbox backwards compatibility. Oh, is it? It was now? one of the ones that they used to show off the auto HDR, like oh, auto upgrade stuff that they put on there. Yeah. I tell you what, I've not thought about Voodoo Vince in a long, long <laughs> while. Like that is that he's up there with like uh, Billy Hatcher and the giant egg as like oh, yeah, mascots yeah. that never really took off. Blinks, kind the of time sweeper. Yeah, yeah, that were actually like pretty decent in a way. <laughs> like uh, Knights from Knights into Dreams or wherever mm. it was as well. I've never played Fighting Force, but I. It, it almost gets recommended Mate. to me like a weekly basis. Like, so Fighting Force basically fixes the one problem that you have with 2D side-scrolling beat-em-ups. Mm. It's because you're always saying like that it can be difficult sometimes to, to know line which, up, yeah, which yeah. plane that you're allowed to attack on and which mm-hmm. bits clip and which bits don't. Mm-hmm. Well, this is 3D perspective, mm. so you're just running around, just going bah, bah, bah. Can I throw people into the walls? Yes, you can. You can throw people, especially as one of the big guy who's like big muscly guy who looks like he's just been banging the roids big man out. John. I just, just, I, he just I, picks I people up and just like gorilla press throws them. Because so <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm really looking forward to Sifu and Midnight Fight Express they're both coming out next mm-hmm. year but that the, those are the first games with any real big budgets behind them um, in a long time that have like that do the 3D brawling thing where you can do like you know like have you played Urban Rain I don't know if you mentioned yeah, Urban yeah, Rain yeah, before yeah. So, um, um, so Urban Rain's famous because the final boss to that is like you've gone through all of the game mm. and they're all Kung Fu Masters the final boss is just a guy with a gun <laughs> and he shoots you with the gun <laughs> wait no Urban Rain is the one that was made by Namco it's like the Tekken one I don't know which one yeah, I thought that. Mean? Oh wait, that I thought it was that, like it's like a three D brawler thing. Yeah, but no, all, the, thought, all the animations are just the Tekken moves, but you can do like wall moves and different finishers and tag team moves. I think so we're thinking God. of the same game, but maybe, maybe. I'm thinking of a different man uh, with gun. Man with, way, yeah, boss was man with gun. There's definitely man with guns in the one I'm thinking of too. But um, yeah, that genre like fighting force, like I said, gets recommended a lot. MDK, I remember playing that when I was like eight. 
Um, I, murder uh, Death Kill, I think it is. Is that like a third-person platformer game with like tons of gore and weird stuff, like a baby? See, me and, and my like friends, like I said, we were like six to eight I years old. It was more like a um, like a corridor crawling puzzle thing. We could never figure it out. I remember oh, playing man. that alongside Heart of Darkness uh, on oh, PS1. What a beautiful looking game. Beautiful Just game. They should remaster that. <sighs> they should go back and like touch up the artwork for that. It's absolute. Billy, though, have you played it recently? <laughs> like, I went back and I was just like, if you don't know exactly Billy where, every every single step that you make, if you don't know that there's like an insta kill, oh no, it's it's, 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 it's like, um, so infuriating. It's like, is it Dragon's Crown? Dragon's, Dragon's Lair. Lair. Uh, Dragon's Lair. Yeah, Dragon, yeah. it's like Dragon's yeah. Lair for a new. Where if you generation. don't know exactly where yeah. to go, you're going to like you're like. memorizing twenty steps yeah, in a yeah, cutscene yeah, yeah, yeah. to hit a button. Uh, but yeah, all really good picks. Um, Bushido Blade's a massive show as well. I See, I loved Bushido Blade's uh, approach to fighting, that mm. it was like, if you got one hit, the right hit, you could kill your opponent dead. Yeah. And I was like, more games should bring back that yeah. sort of like, because like Nidhogg kind of experimented with Nidhogg kind of has it. Uh, Nidhogg to- uh, yeah, Nidhogg totally has it. Um, dive kick kind of does too. Oh, yeah, all you can do is jump and kick, but if yeah. you connect it, like defeat someone. Mm-hmm. Um, next question from Shannon Dance. Have you guys ever played a game completely through, hated it, then played it again and found that you really enjoyed it on second playthrough? Oh, I, if I bounce off a game, I don't usually see it mm. through to completion. There can be some times where you really enjoy a game and it drops off in the third act and you see it through because you're just like, right, well, yeah. I've got to get through this. Um, I, had get a, through this. I, had a, I had a moment playing a video game called uh, State of the... What's the, what's the... Emergency. State of Emergency. <laughs> Um, it's, it was a Rockstar game in which it was yeah. just like a murder simulator where you just oh, run I around like emergency. it. Yeah, I remember just playing through that and I was like, the first two levels, I was like, oh, that's all right. And then I was like, <laughs> the, the third level, I was like, okay, same old, same old. And then I was like, okay, how many levels that's are left? That's all that game like, is. How many, how many yeah. levels are left? Like five levels, six levels? I'll just, I'll just crack on through, like done. We're right, okay, yeah, we're yeah. done now. But yeah, I didn't enjoy that as much, but I did go back and play it and was like, it's fun for like 15 minutes. It's fun minutes. going back after everything they did. Like yeah. loads will forget that game because that, that predates GTA 3. That yeah. like is their first attempt at like a big sandbox thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was, I think it was some wing of Rockstar that did that. I don't know if it was a different developer. It was, was a very odd by time. Yeah, that whole sort of like proto GTA space. How about um, yourself? Funnily enough, I was going to say GTA 4. I always hated that game's controls. Mm-hmm. I hated the um, the pivot they had from like San Andreas to GTA 4. Mm-hmm. Like I went in like being up for the sort of more realistic stuff, but I just, I hated the color palette, all the sort of browns and very brown, smudgy, yeah. like just dull looking game. Um, and I just couldn't get on board with any of the driving, didn't enjoy any of that stuff. Um, and just sort of played through it because like, you know, as you do, and then just, just kind of swore off GDA for a mm-hmm. while, didn't bother with the DLC. And only recently, because um, I, I forget what got me back into it, it wasn't the announcement of the remakes, but it suddenly made me go back to GTA 4 yeah. and I got the uh, Ballad of Gay Tony and the, um, the Lost in the Dam DLC, yeah. which I'd done a bit of the Lost in the Dam back in the day. Um, and I just sort of years divorced from those when it first came out. I was like, this is actually really cool. I still think yeah. the driving is terrible. Yeah. But um, the Ballad of Gay Tony is brilliant. There's a lot of like old school GTA in the Ballad yes. of Gay Tony. It seems to be their sort of response to people asking for the old school thing. I didn't really enjoy The Lost in the Dam because mm. I hated driving in formation with your oh, bike yeah. gang. I didn't enjoy that. <laughs> but yeah, that, that whole like pivot they did in GTA 4 and then obviously they tried to bring it back in 5. Um, but yeah, mine would probably be GTA 4 if you sort of go in not wanting the... I loved all the wacky, zany stuff in mm-hmm. San Andreas, which mm-hmm. I know, I guess, the average person didn't like because they pivoted away from Mate, it. Mate, the moment that you got, like, the jetpack when you got to, like, the Love third, it. I was just like, what is this game? <laughs> okay, we have completely gone off the rails Because I was there for that when you go to, like, the, the alien base and then it's yeah. all the super secret weapon and then yeah. it was a jetpack and, like, young me was like, that's brilliant. I mean, I was, like, what, 14 or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. I thought that was great. Um, so, yeah, mine would be GTA 4. Next question from Willie Arreo. Do you remember how long it took you to beat Metal Gear Solid 
Episode One for the first time. Oh. I remember playing it as a kid, and it took me two and a half months. Also, I was hyperventilating as hell after beating it. Um, we also had a question from Firefly UK saying, "Would I like Metal Gear Solid, and where do I start?" You definitely would like Metal would. Gear Solid. I think that Metal Gear Solid on the PlayStation One is probably the best place to start because anything yes. before that is kind of a slog to get through. It's, it's on like, the PlayStation Classic if you happen to find one of them. Yeah, and I think that unfortunately you kind of need to play that first mm. game. Um, if you're looking for something that's maybe tangential to it, that's just a bit of fun, and you don't really necessarily need to know that much about the lore surrounding it, then I suppose that Metal Gear Rising Revengeance could be a good one to join. That's, yeah, that's it's, like, it's the action first and plot second. You, yeah, is, you get a taste of like the the tone, the characters, the wackiness. Yeah. But like Rising is a hack and slash thing made by Platinum. But like Kojima still like oversaw bits and pieces. Yeah. Of it. Um. So you got like the, some of the flavor of Metal Gear. Yeah, I would say start with Metal Gear Solid One, um, maybe three, but like definitely one if you can. You could maybe try Acid. Acid was okay on the PS2. Acid's a card based. Yeah, one, and I think that like, might be yeah. completely different if you're looking for a unique experience to go mm. in. But maybe that would sour your opinion. On Any it, of like, them will give you a flavor of Metal Gear Solid as yeah. a as a franchise. So it's like you could start there. Um, but yeah, overall, how long did it take you to beat it? Uh, I don't know in specific I time. I think I've told the story in here before, but I when I beat it, you went downstairs. Kid, yeah, I ran downstairs, yeah. told the parents, and it was a big old deal because um, I was only like eight or nine years old. So that I don't know how long that took me though. Maybe a few weeks or something. Mm. That was all I did. I remember looking forward to it, getting it, living on it, and then finally beating it. What was the um, the special edition that came out after the initial release? It was like the VR missions were all yeah, bundled into uh, it. Yeah, uh, special missions it was called, and it had, like, you could play as Grey Fox. And yeah, that, that's the thing. So I got that when it came ah. out then. I was very late to the party in uh. that respect, and uh, I remember playing it through then, but I don't remember how long it took me, unfortunately. Mm. I know it took me a fair old while, because I didn't have access to the internet, or have access to like um, walkthroughs and stuff like that, mm. so finding out things like um, all of the secrets and stuff like that, I just couldn't, I, I was like, oh, okay, I'll, I have a, heard rumor about this. I go try this yep. bit back here. So it took me ages chatting <laughs> to my friends and just going like, oh, maybe you should do this bit here. Maybe you should do that bit. I remember looking forward to that bit. The fact that they said the Grey Fox was going to be playable and uh, my dad going like, we can cut heads off in this game. Yeah. Like, and I was like, it's not, it's not GTA, dad. It's like, not real. It's a VR mission. It's it's yeah, it's a VR mission. It's fine. Yeah. And um, they, should, they should do a Grey Fox game. They, they really should do a Metal Gear Solid Grey Fox game because, like, that the only time you can play as that character is in that mm-hmm. one game, mm-hmm. uh, and it would be great. I didn't didn't they make in Twin Snakes? It wasn't there a section you could take control of Grey What's Fox. What's that? What's Twin Snakes? Oh, sorry, I that does about not this. exist. I Jules, about this. Yeah, they only did Metal Gear Solid One once. <laughs> oh, man, okay. I someday I'll play that, but I need to get a GameCube, or if maybe they'll put it on the Virtual Console for I hope another. That they do. I hope twenty pounds. If they do that and they put the Resident Evil uh, remake that they had for the GameCube mm. as well, that'd be quite a good way. to I sell would that. take um, considering that I, like I said, I'm. Wrong in the head, and I bought the additional £20 to pay the N64 games and the Genesis stuff slash Mega Drive on the Switch. So whatever they want to put on there, I'll pay the yes, money. Yes, please, yeah. If, uh, if Twin Snakes wants to appear on there. Next question from North Korea. What is, blah, 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 what's the most cherished piece of gaming memorabilia that you own? Um, this could double as most expensive, but it depends if you've ever thrown money at a dumb collectible. I... I don't really do the whole like big. You're way more logical than me when it comes to <laughs> collecting dumb stuff. I don't know. I don't think there's anything that I do cherish that I've got. This like a gaming thing. I don't. I, I wasn't lucky enough to get like the yellow controller for that Donkey Kong sixty four, like, <laughs> like golden one for a Pikachu and sixty four. I don't. I don't own any sort of like uh, crazy. What things. is the most you spent on a gaming uh, like figure or collectible or something like that? I, uh, or do you have you just never bothered with that stuff? I do you know what? I've just never had space or the volition to buy mm. into like the figurines and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, to do it because usually they are just monstrously expensive. I bought The Witcher 3, The Wild Hunt, Special oh, Edition. Oh, the one with him slaying the griffin? Cheeky £300 that. 
Just 300, 300 Big Bang Bazinga Beans. English Bazinga Beans. It was, and I forgot what the initial RRP was, and I didn't get it at the time. I didn't get the initial run um, because I didn't know how good The Witcher 3 was going to be, and I didn't want to put up that much money. The initial thing, I think, was 150. Wow. Um, and then, obviously, The Witcher 3, pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Played a lot of it. Clocks multiple hundreds of hours in that game. And I just got that itch where I was like, I want to have something big and dumb yeah. to commemorate this. Um, and at that time, they were all, all, all over eBay. Um, and there was like some for a couple of grand and then like I would just keep an eye on it and one day there was one for 300 I don't know if I'd just been paid or whatever it was I had enough money to do this um, just eat beans for a few weeks so I just got that and uh, and yeah I got the whole thing big big polystone massive statue thing nice. and uh, that's probably my most cherished thing I can't think of many other ones um, but that's also a big dumb yeah, purchase that is amazing it's a big dumb time but it was a good time uh, next question from Chase Flora I feel like no one's talking about the new Ice Nine Kills album but every single song is absolutely Immaculate. I've not even heard of these guys. Do I know Ice Nine Kills? I can't I put, remember. I, I tell a lie. I saw this question when I was when I was creating stuff. So I, I just googled. Well, I told I told um, Echo Amazon Echo in the office in the new office yeah. to uh, play some Ice, Ice Nine Kills. And uh, I don't know what song came on, but it was a very it was very angry. It's very of a mix of stuff, and I love heavy stuff. Um, but it was a bit it was a bit all over the place Why for me. I've think, not heard the new one yet. Though. I feel like I should know Ice Nine Kills. I think it's because I'm immediately getting them confused with Black Peaks, uh, which are like a sort of like <laughs> post rocky band. So I'm just uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it now. Okay. Ice. Either way, uh, why is the new uh, album not being talked about very much? Also, question to us beautiful men is what is our favorite album of this year? Uh, and have we heard the new Ice Nine Kills album? No, we haven't, but they do uh, highly recommend it. Man, um, there's a lot of albums that they've already done. Oh, yeah, I think I knew the name. I just, yeah. I forget what that metal band is that uh, Ice T is in. Or is it Ice Cube, is it? I don't, oh, I don't know about that. Mr. Mr. Ice, there's a metal band, Body Count, they're called. Okay. Yeah. Um, I can't think which, which rapper's in that, but there's a, there's a rapper-fronted metal band yeah. called Body Count, and they're really good, or they were when I was very young, but that's what I'm thinking of. Okay. That's, what, that's where my mind goes when, when they said Ice Nine Kills. Anyway, um, what is your favourite album of the year? Of this year so mm. far, that's a tough question to answer. What's your gut say? Mm, what have I listened to? Even collating what happened this year is quite hard, considering that time is a flat circle right I now. I am really enjoying the uh, oh, the new Intervals album, mm. um, uh, and it's got a funny name. Which oh, I'm is that that jazzy one that you sent me? No, that's uh, Polyphia. They yes. are, or Polyphia, however you want to pronounce it. It <laughs> is... Uh, the album is called Circadian. Yes. Oh yeah, that is that. Yeah, Circadian rhythms. Or maybe that's the single. I can't remember, but but it's a new one with like a. You red... sent me a very vibey, very fun, yeah. very instrumental. It's very cool. Album, I, and it was really I, cool. I'm, I'm enjoying that a lot. I do quite like the uh, the new uh, album from Don Brocco as well. The amazing uh... things, and I've been listening to uh, Biffy Biffy Cryro's new one, Errors in the History of Humankind. I think, mm. which again, I quite like the weird melodies that they're going. And it, you're caught up on Biffy because I know I saw that they had some new stuff out, but I've not listened to them like as a full album in yeah. a few years. They but... released a really weird album a couple of years ago. Where it was like the front cover was just like three of them in like the fetal position, like all like curled. Oh, like, wolves! I think. Oh no, ellipsis. And I, I was like, that was the album that I was like, oh, I don't like this. That, yeah, that threw me off because they did a double album just before then. The uh, I think it was just before then that had um, Black Chandelier and like all that those was done with the like bendy tree, wasn't yes. it? Yeah, yeah. Like I remember that, that was, was a great. There's, album. there's like so many like good tracks that they've done, and they released this album, which was so like <laughs> soft in comparison. And I was just mm. like, there's one that starts with like, I will never give you. Uh, <laughs> 
sounds a bit like a Bring Me song. I was just, I was just like, oh, this is cheesy, lads. Come I, on. Uh, mine for the, al- for the album of the year was absolutely Spirit Box's Eternal Blue. Oh, yeah, you're a big um, fan, Just yeah. years of build-up and just absolutely nailed it. If you mm-hmm. like heavy music, if you like big, clean choruses, you like a mix of the two, if you like a bit of the old death metal in the middle, mm-hmm. um, Spirit Box is an absolute slammer. Um, also, Mark Tremonti's new album, just called uh, Marching in Time, is just the best hard rock, melodic rock that you nice. can find. Um, those two together are very much my picks. Uh, last question from Schmanz Schmilliamson, who says, best video game drinking game. Mine is Birio Kart on Mario Kart. Oh, yeah. Where yeah, you have yeah, to finish yeah, a beer yeah. before you finish the race and set the controller down every time while drinking. Um, it's, it's brutal because you basically just go, well, I think I can just down this entire pint. Yes, and then that, not that's always my approach. And it's like, but you're driving and just like so burpy <laughs> and gassy and just like, oh, me, oh my. This the is thing with good. that is, because uh, he says, yeah, first done over the line wins, but you have to have the drink down before you get yeah, over the yeah, finish yeah, line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my tactic with that is always down it immediately because mm-hmm. I always think I can get through it uh, with the full beer inside me. But you, you're completely right. It, de- it depends on the beer. Because the cheaper the beer, the gassier it is, the yes. worse you're going to yeah, feel yeah, yeah, immediately. Yeah. If it's smoother, you're all right. And you don't want to be doing it with like the craft ales that are like 6 7% because <laughs> you are going to be on the floor. If you, I, want to, uh, if you want to take it further, you can do Beerio Party, which is like uh, you play just the mini games and mm-hmm. you uh, every, you wager how many like fingers of a drink that you are going to do. So it's like, I wager three that I'm going to win this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you do that, you get to uh, nominate those people, to everyone to do the amount there. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can just be like, I reckon I'm going to win this mini game so badly, I'm betting my entire pint. <laughs> It, sort of that always when it, that always happens whenever anyone yeah. starts betting fingers of drinks. It just yeah. cut, turns into a full palm or a full hand yeah, I know. or whatever. Or just, oh, you've got to down it for this. you got to down yeah, it for that. Yeah, yeah. And you get through your entire stash. Um, I will just say play um, everybody. What the hell's that thing? With, I've completely blanked What's on the game the, that I'm thinking it, of. Describe it. The one with Cookie Masterson. The one with... Um, uh, you don't know Jack. Okay. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, massive yeah, yeah. shout out to you. Don't know Jack. I think that game is. Uh, I think it's a series of different quiz games, bunch of different mini games. But you can tie all of those to different drinking. I games. guess you could just say like you, um, the Jackbox Party. Pass yes, as well. Jackbox. Like, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. They're, they're like really good. Couldn't yeah. think of that to save my life. Speaking yeah. of Mario Party, there is a new one out today. By the time you hear this, yes. So if you fancy gun getting sozzled alongside Mario Party, I not do. that we're endorsing you, gun do all that stuff. <laughs> do whatever you want in uh, in the accompaniment of the newest Mario Party. Speaking of a party, that's what we've just managed to have. Maybe the last time in person for this year. Though. I know. Let's just yeah. let's wrap it up on a nice note. It's been an absolute pleasure to be able to ah. record this with you in person. And even though I am tired, I am broken. <laughs> my spirit feels like my it's voice is gone. It feels like it's been pulled out of my body by like marionette strings. <laughs> I have had a great time being here today doing this with you. Yes, it's been awesome. Thank you to everybody. We'll catch you all next week. I've been Scott Tailford, joined by Jules Gill. Bye, everyone. UBP, UBP, UBP. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. 
Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.